Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Reverend Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. And let us pray. Father, we are grateful, we are thankful. Lord, what a privilege it is we have to be in your presence to hear your word this afternoon. Holy Spirit, have your way amongst us. Without you, we can do nothing. Let your word come forth. And let it accomplish the reason for which you are sending it. Let it bring a change, healing, restoration. Refreshment in the name of Jesus. Let someone have a special encounter with you this afternoon, like they have never had before. Holy Spirit, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord. Well, a few weeks ago, we started sharing a message on. Losing, sacrificing, suffering, and dying. And we talk a lot about sacrifices. And uh, we want to put a pause on it. And today we want to talk about a different thing. Today we want to talk about prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to talk about how to pray. How to pray. Michelle, are you cold? Okay. It's a good thing to be cold in the summer. How to pray. Amen. How to pray. And we are sharing from one of our papa's book. How to pray. How to pray. Very powerful book. Which I believe all of you have a copy already. And or you have an electronic copy at least. I think all of you are aware that all of Bishop books, at least the electronic copies, are for free. And you ought to have them on your devices at this stage. So whenever we call for any book, you should be able to open your book and read with me. Amen. Amen. So, how to pray. And we are reading chapter 1 together. And chapter 1 says, if you are too busy to pray, then you are too busy. So our topic for today is very long. It says, if you are too busy to pray, then you are too busy. Amen? Amen. It means that you cannot be too busy enough that you cannot pray. Hallelujah. If you are too busy to pray, then you are too busy. Amen? Now prayer is a very important thing. Especially to anyone who believes in God. Prayer is very important. Many different religions do pray. Prayer is the means by which we communicate with God. Hallelujah. And different religions have their own way of communicating with God. Now one thing that you will realize is that different religions take prayer very seriously. Mm -hmm. They take prayer very seriously. They pray 
a lot. They pray all the time. They sometimes have even set schedules for prayers. And they pray a certain hour, and a certain hour, and a certain hour, sometimes seven times a day. They pray. There are some religions which pray no matter where they are. I have seen people pray at places where you would think is the most inconvenient. They will just set up their altar, special altar on the ground, and begin to pray. Amen. Amen. Because they value prayer. They think prayer is very important. They think that no matter what they are doing, even if they are on a business trip, they think they ought to pray as they do all the time. Because they value prayer very much. Surprisingly, the one group of religious people who do not value prayers a lot is Christians. Christians do not value prayers a lot. Christians do not pray like the other religions. True or not true? Many Christians do not pray at all. Do not pray at all. Means they do not communicate with their God at all. Hallelujah. Now, since we entered into this season of the pandemic, Prayer has become even a worse condition for Christians. Christians do not pray. Amen. I said Christians do not pray. And any prayerless Christian is a weak Christian. Any prayerless Christian is an easy target. A church that does not pray is a weak church. Hallelujah. A church without prayer is a weak and a dead church. It is a church that the enemy can easily attack. Amen. Now, you will notice in the scriptures that whenever the church comes under any form of attack, their weapon, the way to fight any attack is through prayers. Hallelujah. It's through prayers. The church will come together and pray and there will be results. Look at Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4 and verse 1. Quickly, you have to flow with me. It says, And as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the services came upon them. You know what these are? Just go back to Acts chapter 3. The end of the, or maybe three scriptures down. Let me show you which people I will be talking about. He says, okay, so this is Peter. He says, Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenants which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you, first God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. And as they speak unto the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. They were preaching. They were preaching about Jesus Christ. There was an attack. They came upon them. Being grieved 
they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. They were angry that the gospel was being preached. So he says, and they laid hands on them and put them in hold unto the next day, for it was now giving time. They were going to deal with them. Howbeit, many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. Look at that. The enemy does not like this. So he said, and it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and the elders and the scribes and Annas, the high priest, and Scapas, and John and Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. For what? And when they had set them in their midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Because they have healed someone. And then they said, then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, keep going. If we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made bold, be known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you home. This was Peter preaching. Be it known. He said, okay, now the next verse, verse 10, verse 11, this is the stone which was set at not of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Continue. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other day under heaven, given amongst men, whereby we must be saved. He's preaching. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. They had been with Jesus. So, and beholding the man which was healed standing there with them, they would say nothing against what they are seeing. The man is healed. So they had to do something. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves. Look, say, what shall we do to these men? For what? For that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. But that it spread no further. That they spread no further. That this gospel be not preached again. You see how the gospel, preaching of the gospel is coming at that time. That it spread no further. Let us strictly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in his name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Keep going. But Peter and John answered and said, Unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye, you be the judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. I am showing you something. So when they have further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing against them to punish them because of the people. For all the men glorified God for that which was done. 
Continue. For the man was about 40 years old, on whom this miracle had been done, was shown. Keep going. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they had heard, when they had heard the threatening, are you listening? Yes. When they had heard, when they checked, they went into their own company. They went to where the people had gathered. He says, and when they had heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. With one accord. And said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea, and all that in them is, by who by the mouth of the servant David has said, Why did the enemies rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Keep going. For a truth, for of a truth against the adoring child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate were the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to do them, to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servant that which all, but with all boldness, they may speak thy word. The preaching of the gospel is under attack. Lord, rise up. He says, behold their threatenings. Lord, behold their threatenings. By stretching forth thy hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the Holy Jesus, that child Jesus. This is a church gathered, and this is the one accord of prayer. The prayer topic was introduced, and this is what they all agreed to pray. And when they had prayed, when they had prayed, not online, but a place, something happened in a place where they had gathered. And the Bible says, and when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered, the place where the church had gathered, in the church, when they had prayed, the place was shaking where they were what? I can't hear you. Where they were what? There is power, release of power, when the church comes together, when they assemble in a place to pray. was under attack, when the gospel was under attack, they gathered in a place. And the Bible says, the place where they had assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Amen. When the gospel came under attack, this is what happened. Amen. Amen. This is what happened. They gathered together. There was another time the church came under attack. Elders of the church, leaders of the church were arrested. Chapter 12. Let me see if I can sort of summarize that story for you. You may not be able to read the whole thing. Ask chapter 12. Amen. So here again, we hear in Acts chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Now about that time, Herod again stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, 
the brother of John with the sword. And he saw that it pleased the people. The people were happy that they had killed one of the way people. Amen. Amen. And when he had apprehended him, he supposed to say, it pleased the people. Then he went further and also took Peter. He arrested Peter. Verse 5 says, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but something was happening. He said, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Amen. Prayer was going on. Amen. Amen. So what happened? He says, and when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. Guarded. Two soldiers watching him. Bound with two chains. And the keepers before the door kept the prison. I don't know what situation the enemy has put you in. Hey. That he has put demons all around you and chains around you. Your weapon is to pray. Amen. Your weapon is to pray. What is going to break those chains is to pray. She says, and the keepers were still back before the door. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and the light shined in the prison because the people were praying. So he smote Peter, took Peter, broke the chains, the angel walked out with Peter, and then he took Peter out. And then verse 11, he says, And when Peter was come to himself, because all the while this was happening, he thought it was a vision. He thought he was still asleep in the prison, and this was a vision. He said, Now I know of surety that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. He didn't know what was happening. He didn't know. He thought that, well, the Lord has seen me and he didn't know that the church had gathered somewhere in the prayer room. And the Bible says, and when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. Many were gathered together praying. Hallelujah. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel, which means a young lady, came to hacking. Her name was Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened up the gate for gladness. The people have gathered, they are praying for Peter. And Peter is now, they are praying that heaven will not touch Peter. Peter will be released. And an angel has broken in, released Peter. Peter is at the door now, knocking the door. This young lady comes as the people are praying. Lord, release Peter. Lord, release our pastor. Let your chains be broken. Let the chains be broken. And they are praying. This young lady had the knock. Came to look and he saw that it was Peter. She was overjoyed. She didn't even open the door. She went back to the people and told them. He said, and he said, what, what, what verse is that? He said, and she, this wrote that, verse 1. 14. 14. So he said, and 
When she knew Peter's voice, she opened up the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. Hey. Let me show you something right here. You see, we don't know the power in prayer. They were praying, but they didn't know what prayer would do. Sometimes we gather and we are praying like that. You don't know what is happening in the spiritual world. You don't know how angels have been released. You don't know how chains have been broken. It doesn't look like that is what is happening. When you look at the people who have gathered, and as they are going back and forth, some are sleeping, some are sitting down somewhere dozing, and they are praying. You don't know what is happening. So when the dancer, this young lady came to tell them, they said, stop it. You are crazy. They continue praying. They said, Peter is at the door. He said, you are mad. How can that happen? Because people don't know the value, the power that is released when prayer is happening. When the church comes together and they are praying, you have no idea. You will see, you will see, you will see a drastic transformation as even our prayer meetings are going to be. You will see it. You will notice, you will notice for yourself firsthand the power in prayer. That when you are being begged to pray, you will understand why. Yes. Amen. Amen. They say you are man, thou art man. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. <laughs> then said they, it is this angel. Let the angels stand there and listen to our prayer. But Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were Amen. Amen. Power is released when the church gets together to pray. Power is released. Amen. And that is why we are defying all us, every us, to come together to pray. Amen. Because the enemy is happy when we are not gathering to pray. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Do you see why when we gather to pray? It doesn't matter if we gather here, as long as we are gathered in the name of Jesus and there are more than two people, we are praying. But I know we will, I know you will come. You will come to pray. Amen. You will come to pray. And I don't think there's even any, any, any better time to pray than the time that we are in. Yeah. Now, yeah. the time that we are in, it is not a season where you can determine that I will not go here because there may be something there. Or I will not go here. You need prayers that the Lord who directs and orders the steps of the righteous, He will order your steps and you will not let you come to a place where you don't need to be. And prayers will do that. Hallelujah. I said, prayers will do that. Is somebody listening to me? Prayers will do that. You see, we cannot allow ourselves not to pray. We cannot. How can we not to pray? And how can we get so busy 
that everything else can be done except this one important thing that we need, which is prayer. This is the one thing that we need the most. And you and I know that prayer is our greatest weapon. Hallelujah. So why aren't we praying? Why are we not praying? And my answer is that the very, very core, the willpower to pray is under attack. Not that you don't want to pray, but your willpower, even to rise up to pray, is under attack. Amen. I hear even shepherds when they are giving the blessing and the opportunity to even lead prayer, they are fighting it. I said, How? And I see that really prayer lives are under attack. To lead prayers. There was a time that it was such a privilege. People begged. And today people are giving us, no, don't put me in this. Don't take me off the schedule. No, 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 I can't. Tell your neighbor what a shock. What a shock. Listen, brothers and sisters, God does not just give. I want to say it again. God does not just give. God does not just give. The scripture says, ask and it shall be given. God has the ability to give, but he says, ask. That is why God has not even for salvation. God can command everyone to be saved. But he doesn't. He says, I'm not forcing you. I just stand at the door and knock. If any man hears me and opens, I will come. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody listening to me? Oh, yes. Even your salvation, he doesn't force it. He says, ask. And it shall be given. And if you do ask, he says, it shall be given. Amen. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. He says, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and do what? Pray. And pray. And do what? Pray. And do what? And seek my face. And do what? And turn from their wicked ways. Then, then, then shall Baroyanga. Then I will hear from heaven. Ha! I will hear from heaven. And will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Amen. Amen. If you pray, God can heal your land, but He says you have to ask me to. Amen. Amen. Verse 15 says, Now my eyes shall be open. I want you to pay attention to what we are doing. Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. Wow. That was the church. Wow. Wow. The prayer that is made 
in this place. For now, I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Such that whenever the people gather there, my ears will be open, attentive to hear whatever they say. That is why there's so much power in Christ. That is why power is released when the church gathers to pray. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. I'm laying the foundation. Yeah, I love it. Listen, the Bible says, For I know the thoughts that I'm laying towards you. Wow. I know. I know. It's it's resting with God. It's He reserved that. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, say the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Amen. I know the thoughts. I know the thoughts. I know I have good thoughts concerning you, brother. I know I have good thoughts concerning you, my daughter. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Amen. Amen. He says they are good thoughts. Yeah. And they are resting with me. I just need you to do something. Before these thoughts can come practically into your life and make you experience Jude, are you listening? God knows the thoughts that he has concerning you. Young people, God wants you to do something before these thoughts and then the next verse, he says, Then shall ye call upon me. The thoughts are with me. But I need you to call upon me. And you shall go and pray unto me. And I will hearken unto you. I will assure you that I will hear you. You are, you are not listening because you are not praying. I know the thoughts that I have towards you. I know they are with me. But I need you to pray, and I will hear you. And you shall seek me, and find me, and when you shall search for me, with all your heart, with all your heart, you cannot search for God with all your heart when you are signed on some telephone, and then you are talking to this person, and then you are talking to that person, because no one sees you, but the one who has your thoughts with him, he sees. And he said, I need all of your heart when it comes to seeking me. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. Amen. And I will turn away all your captivity. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why we must pray. That is why we need to pray. That is why we will gather to pray. Prayer releases power. Amen. Amen. Prayer releases power. Whenever the church gathers to pray, power is released. Amen. Amen. So for a brief moment, we have time. Oh, yeah. All of our time is gone. We've gone down already. 
Wow. For a brief time, just allow me. I was giving you. Are you blessed? Yes. Yes. So, if you are too busy to pray, then you are too busy. Daniel chapter 6 of verse 10. Okay, let's read verse 1 quickly and then we will close. Okay, verse 1 to 10 and then we will close. Okay? Daniel chapter 6, verse 1. It says, It pleased, you see, we are talking about prayer. And God has chosen one particular person in the scriptures whose life you can relate to. A very good example. Okay. Because sometimes we say we are too busy. Yeah. How many of you sometimes you can't find time to pray because you are too busy? Honestly. Oh. I mean, my hands are. You have never experienced that situation before? That you are too busy to pray? You had exams, you had um, lab work, you had the professor's paper to submit, you had, and you couldn't pray. And sometimes you have so much work and you can't pray. So this Daniel was a person who, whose position was such that no one can say, I am busier than Daniel. I, I am more prosperous than Daniel I, so I don't need prayers. Are you listening? Yeah. And that's a good example. So it says, it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princesses who should be over the whole kingdom. This is King Darius. He had a big kingdom and he set over 120 ministers over all the kingdom. And over these three, over these people, three presidents, he said three presidents, over the 120 princes, of whom Daniel was the best. Daniel was number one. So you have the king, he wants to relax, he wants to just eat and relax. So he has set all these people, and Daniel is the top. When you are the head of all the ministers, they call you one. The prime minister. The prime minister. In every country, there's only one. Pride. Are you listening? Yes. So that person is what can be done by one person each time. There's no assistant prime minister. Have you heard that? <laughs> so he must be a very busy person. I'm giving you a good example. Yep. So this Daniel was the best that the princess might give accounts unto them and the king should have no damage. The next verse. He says, then this Daniel, say this Daniel. This Daniel. I mean, I know there's another Daniel, but we are talking about this Daniel. That Daniel. You see, whenever we talk about Daniel, you are thinking of some prophets. That's right. The prophet Daniel. Isn't that so? Oh, yes. You have never thought of Daniel as a prime minister. Oh, I can't remember. You have never thought of Daniel as sitting in a limousine and going to the office with his files and going to sign, going to the cabinet, signing law, and all of those things. You never thought of Daniel like that. You think Daniel is a prophet in the temple that is always serving God. But he said, this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princesses because an excellent spirit 
was in him. An excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. The king made him a leader over the whole country. So it was, I mean, those days Babylon was like the United States. Oh, wow. Are you listening? And he was the prime minister. Can you imagine the president, President Biden, how busy the president can be? You can imagine. So many letters, phone calls, so many people wanting to talk to him. But he says that the president and the princess sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. Whenever they promote you, whenever you are doing well and there's an excellent spirit in you, and you are doing well in life, people become jealous of you. Are you awake? Yes. Am I making you sleep? No, no, no. That's a good message. Whenever you find people conniving against you, see that there's an excellent spirit. Wow. You see, people don't like it when you are the only one that is doing the right thing. They don't like it. Tell me. People don't like it when you are the only one working so hard. People get jealous. Have you noticed that? People get jealous when you are working so hard. So whenever you see a lot of enemies around you, don't complain, they don't like me, I don't want to do this anymore, I'm tired of this, they don't like me. God has blessed you. And when God blesses you, your enemies increase. Amen. The Bible says the thief will never come to you except you have something that you can see. If you are a poor man, God has not blessed you. Enemy does not care. So it says Daniel, but the, the people connived and they were planning against him. But they will find no occasion, no fault. They couldn't find anything against him. For as much as he was what? Faithful. Faithful. What is another word for faithful? Constant. Sincere. Loyal. When a person is constant, sincere, loyal, faithful, it means nothing will change them. When a person is relating with you and he's faithful, nothing can change that person. No situation can change that person. No law can change that person. Pandemic cannot change that person. Poverty cannot change that person. So the Bible says this Daniel, he was faithful. Neither was there any error or fault found in him. Whenever God finds a faithful person, you see, a faithful person is a very difficult person to find. Faithful person, people can pretend to be faithful. But I'm telling you, a truly faithful person is a very difficult person to find. I'm telling you. So when God finds one person who is faithful, nothing changes that person's relationship. Nothing changes the person how the person relates with you. When God finds such a person, God shields such a person. God protects such a person. So when the enemy is looking to fight you, the Bible says they will find no in you. I mean, what human being is such that there's no form in you, except that God shields you yeah. and protects you. And God does that out of your faithfulness. 
out of your loyalty. Amen. Amen. So he says, they find no fault in him. The next verse, he said, Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning how he relates with this God. Because the enemy knows that God is the one that shields you. If we can make you break that hedge, that God will take the shield away, they can attack you. If we can make you say that you stop praying, you don't relate with God anymore, they can attack you. So the very core, the desire to pray, can be under attack. I'm telling you. So no, are you bored with my spiritual I'm almost done. Let's give me a few minutes. Okay. Then these presidents and princesses assemble together. Look at the plan they are coming with. They assemble together to the king and said, That's unto him. King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the leaders, the counselors, the princesses, all of us, we have come together and we have consulted and established a new law, a royal statute, and to make a firm decree that whosoever, anyone who shall ask a petition of any God, if you pray to any God, just for 30 days, we are not making a long law. Just for 30 days, this law will last only for 30 days and then we will let it. Are you listening? For 30 days, anyone who will pray to any God or man for 30 days, send you, okay, we shall cast him into the den of lions. What an evil law. What a wicked law. Laws are made for people to obey and many people to obey. That is what they call a good law. That is a law that goes under scrutiny and they see. So for instance, even for instance, examination, when they see that this particular person, so many people get it wrong, they take it out of the person's time. So when they make a law that everybody is breaking, they say it's a bad law. This is a bad law. Are you listening to me? It's like making a law and they say, we are making a law that no one will breathe. For 30 days. You see, you cannot envision that something like that can be done. Or oh, it's too much. That's breathing. No one should eat for 30 days. You see, because this law, if they made a law and they said for 30 days, no one should pray. If you pray and we catch you, we kill you. I mean, many of you, this is, this is, this is, this is, this not prayer, 30 days, oh. I mean, you have gone six months already. So, 30 days, no prayer, no big deal. Reverend, the prayer meeting, have you heard the law? They have made the law. That 30 days, we shouldn't be able to remember. 30 days, after this, 30 days, just first June to 30. God will understand. So for you, it will be very easy now to obey. It's not my fault. So they made this law. 
that no one should pray for 30 days. Then, verse 8, now O King, establish the law, the decree, and sign it, put it in writing, that no one can change it according to the law of the ministry. Let it be put in writing now. Don't read it, don't change anything, just sign it. Then the king signed it. Verse 9. Quickly, please. Wherefore, King Darius signed the thing into law. Then verse 10 is our verse. Then verse 10. When Daniel knew that the writing was signed, when he knew that this law has gone into effect, he went into his house and his windows being open and his chamber toward Jerusalem. He didn't hide. He went to his house. He opened his windows and opened it toward Jerusalem. And he kneeled down upon his knees three times a day. He went back to the office. Went in again. The people saw him. The princess, they saw him. He went in the office. Went back again three times a day as he did always. And he prayed three times a day and gave thanks before his God as he did at all time. As he did all the time. As it was his habit. He went three times a day. Daniel knew that the law had been signed. And then he says, Go ahead and kill me. Ah, what kind of law is this? You know, in a certain language, they have something they say, Oh, oh. You know, it's an expression. When they say that, it means that this is too much. It's too much. So say, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Yes. That is a very simple expression. It means it's too much. Daniel said, this is too much. You can kill me. Go ahead. How can I live without prayer? How can I live without eating for 30 days? How can I live without breathing for 30 days? How can you say I should stay indoors, stay in my house for lockdown for many months? I cannot stay. I will come out. And a law like that will easily break it. When they say there's a lockdown, you come out. You see, there are certain things that we cannot live without. We can't live without it. People cannot live indoors. Weeks after weeks after weeks, they want to go out. I remember during the pandemic when we were in the house, children were like they were as if they were suffocating. They want to go out. So Daniel felt suffocating. That prayer, I can't pray, then kill me. So we want to know what was running in Daniel's mind. That prayer seemed to be so important to him that when his life was at the line, Daniel continued to pray. And that is what we are going to learn. In the meantime, we are running out of time. So we will continue next time. Why Daniel thought that prayer, life or death, I have to pray. And God will bless you. I will show you. Father, we are grateful and thankful. We thank you, Lord, 
for your Holy Spirit, for your leading, and for your guidance. We pray, Lord, that your word will accomplish that reason and the purpose in the name of Jesus. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. Every head bowed, all eyes closed. You are not born again. And you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is your prayer, I want to pray with you right now. You feel that even your relationship with Christ is going back. with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.